Me neither. For uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. At Backside Attack. At Vic Sabe. Uh, I was like one of those dudes like, you don't need wireless charging. And I think it's because I was in that rebellious phase of where I thought to myself. I just thought it was an extra charge that you didn't need. Like an extra, an extra like purchase that you didn't need. Yeah, right? Um, that was a big part of it. Yeah. And then I thought, this is the same thing. Like, I mean, I can just plug my phone in for the fast charging. Yeah. And I'm good to go. Yeah, because usually, I didn't mean, I barely use it. Like, I, my watch I use it for, but like my phone... I just I just plug it in like I cause I look I look I watch my phone at night before yeah. I go to bed, which is not a healthy thing to do. But uh, okay, why why is it is like physically it's not a healthy thing to do well, or mentally it's not good for you to plug it in and have that thing? No, it's not good for your eyes to look at your phone. Like especially like at late at night when you're. Oh, when you go to bed. I thought you said you charge your phone late at night. Oh yeah, like, I I always plug it in, but I'm always using it. So like yeah. I don't want to like reach over and put it on my wireless charger. Mm-hmm. This this is such first world bullshit. first world bullshit yeah but like uh but i just like uh i just plug it in i just look at it and then when i'm done with it i just throw it away and i'm like uh i just fall asleep and then when i wake up it's like somewhere underneath my quilts that's yeah. um that's not terrible i i was in the same boat i was in that um i, I was always the guy who tells people hey look the blue light's bad for your eyes mm-hmm. it's gonna fuck up the way you think it's gonna screw your circadian rhythm before bed yeah and then i look at my phone before bed yeah <laughs> you know i was the guy who's like warning Wait. about the evils of alcohol but secretly an alcoholic yeah but then um not to interrupt you but then i decided to change up all my habits mm-hmm. this has been going on for about two years now yeah now the last thing i do is uh i'll, I'll do some writing for this i'll prep the show mm-hmm. every night mm-hmm. every night I'll, I'll go through all the notes that i've made for the week um, all the things I want to do, I'll do any kind of like paper art, I'll draw on paper, mm-hmm. then I'll train and take a shower and go to bed. And then it's been an hour and a half before I've looked at my phone, since I've looked at my phone. That's that's a very good routine. Right? And then that's it. Yeah. So I've moved things back to where now it's like there are things that I have to do that take up. And I, I, I read a lot more books now, like physical books. Mm-hmm. So that way I'm not uh, staring at a phone and messing up my brains. I'll tell you, it's it made a huge difference, at least like uh, psychosomatically. Yeah. That oh first yeah, week. The, yeah. There, there's, I know, I'm, I. That's good that you that you change. I think everyone, everything, everyone at a certain point needs to change up the routine. Whether yeah. it's like they do it like within like the first three months, or do it like do it quarterly, or do it half. Just like you know, quarterly, quarterly. Yeah, you're a businessman. You know, I, I just think that you should like. You, you, <laughs> you should, should like, though. Every once in a while, you should look at your your routine. I'm like, and then and uh, you know, if you, especially if you're feeling like kind of like uh, like I don't, I don't feel like you don't have time for anything or. Uh, or even a little burnt out. You're burnt out. You're lazy. Or you're feeling like you can actually like self self like Evaluate. assess yourself and like just be like, you know what? I'm I, I know I'm getting lazy. Yeah. And so uh, like, why is that? So I think it's I think it's important to like like you just did like it's important that you just you know like okay, what can I switch up? What can I afford to like spend less time on and focus more time on this? Well, that's a I mean we talk about that a lot. We, I mean yeah. I, that's one of the, that's one of the staples of what we try to like drive know, home yeah. to people that we I, know yeah, too. I, right? I, I hate repeating myself, but it's like uh, but it makes I, a big difference. I, I I just recently had to do it too. I same thing as well. Like I just had to focus more on just on on like reading more and mm-hmm. just less on like uh I like a deleted Trail Park Boys the the app of the game. Oh man, that was a big one, dude. Pound that shit. Yeah. That oh was a big one. holy mackerel, you were kind of hooked on that. I was yeah. I just uh um I I shouldn't say deleted it. Oh, you! I just stopped. Delete. I just stopped playing. It. Just stopped all the cold turkey. Yeah. So it's like you're keeping the rattlesnake in the room. Yeah, and I'm, continue, it to I'm, bite I'm, you. I'm continuously accumulating wealth in the yeah. game, but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't check yeah, it. Okay, I can. I can just not do it. I can have the vodka in the house. Yeah. And not drink it. Yeah, because I, I just want to like when it gets to like the X or yeah. the Z. Like I want to. I want to know what they call the money that it's gonna be. Zuck fuck a trillion or something like that, or whatever, <laughs> whatever the Ricky, whatever Ricky wants to call that. Uh, whatever the amount gets to. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, it's um, actually there's uh, the only book I'm reading right now. Uh, it's more. It's not even a book. It's more of a guide. Mm-hmm. Is uh, um, the big. It's called the complete guide to running. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's relevant to you right now, right? Yeah, because I want to really get back into running this year. So That's good. Yeah. That's, um, that is one of those things that I always tell myself I'm going to start doing again. I actually was just reading an article about how even runners hate running. Even oh, yeah. people who run mm-hmm. all the time hate running. And I got I to gotta say, like, I don't know if it's just the way my brain works or if I can just zone out and tune out. There are a lot of things like flights. Like if you go on a huge flight, how people talk about how, like, I fucking hate flying, man. I don't like going from here to California, here to wherever, Hawaii, mm-hmm. whereas I just tune out and just do it. Like, I, I, my brain goes somewhere else. I'm the same way with running. If I'm on the track or on the treadmill and I'm just going, my body's doing it. And I can kind of, like, adjust and move my speed around a bit. But mm-hmm. I just zone out. Yeah. And I find I can I can pull that off. Yeah, but I think that's the uh, I think that's the correct way to look at it. Yeah, I mean it's something I have to do. I think because so, you're just like it's a means to an end, right? But then yeah. like good, I think that's the baseline where like you know that's where you should like either start with it or mm-hmm. that's the way you should approach it. Um, how you then when you go up from like to enjoying it, yeah, uh, that's a different case altogether. That's where it becomes part of your daily yeah. routine, right? So enjoying um, it is like the end game. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. So I think uh, with. Especially when I got into really hardcore running when I was living in Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, the day's not complete until you finish a run. Now like, that it was okay. Now the day's not complete until I finish a run. But were you the, dreading the run? I was not dreading the run. It was oh, more that's like, good. like in the sense of like uh, my day, like when the next day I'll feel like okay, I didn't get a run in. I feel like absolute garbage. Yeah. So that's the where I, that's the mentality was. Kate, uh, if you don't fit in a run, you're gonna feel like garbage. Yeah. Um, same thing with the guys who like who like power lift or like do exercise. Oh, yeah, if they don't, if they if they miss a meal, they'll Good be old like handsome Dan and Greg the Ghost. Yeah, there you go. So like if they miss a meal or yep. something like that, right? Uh, they'll be like, oh shitting, I didn't fit in uh, my adequate amount of protein intake per, per day, right? <laughs> Such a data way of thinking about it. But yeah, but it's the truth, right? But it's the truth. Yeah, but those are the things that you think about. Like I didn't do the things that I should be. I should be focused on doing mm-hmm. because I have a goal, which is either better health or a, a better lift. Yeah, yeah, and and all it is is just laziness and which is going to be detrimental to my, to my yeah energy. and i don't i don't want to say lazy for people for people who don't do it um but uh because you know i'm i still do that um but uh um everyone has their lazy days i mm-hmm. understand that right but they should be few and far between i guess so um that's why i said you know what no more uh, like i missed orange theory on tuesday and i felt like shit yeah and i still went to, i saw like fuck it I'm just, just go to the gym then just do it yeah i am um, i'm one of those guys too that like in my head i've always got that um that 20 minutes that i can do something mm-hmm. like in 20 minutes i can i can hammer out either like 100 lunges mm-hmm. or i can just do like all the push-ups i can get in in 20 minutes yeah just keep doing it if i don't get to the gym i've still got to do those things mm-hmm. that are going to be like overall beneficial right yeah i mean and there's like key uh there's studies too that show how certain things that you do will lead to uh, the studies prove that if you can do say 40 push-ups or 100 push-ups that those are like markers for having good heart health. Mm-hmm. So those things stick in my head too. Yeah. It's like, do you want to have a heart attack? No. So yeah. get your pushups in, right? You, yeah. These are things you better be able to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think those are to to counteract the the lazy days. Mm-hmm. You should at least have something in your head that can make up. That's not just, you know, a, a short jaunt around the block. Like you're actually getting some good 20 minutes of exactly, yeah. breathing hard yeah. and getting it out. Yeah. wipe your face and get to be- get the business right yeah that's uh that's something i should su- subscribe to a little bit more like i'm gonna i, I want to do that i still have to do my uh i'll still have to do my my my, my allotment of push-ups per day that's yeah, I, you're not that's, doing it are you no <laughs> i'm not again have you seen my chest my chest looks like a female supermodel uh, that's all right concave i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge yeah but that's good yeah you could drink cereal off like <laughs> on my chest <laughs> you could drink cereal off your banana titties yeah they're, uh, they're, they're horrible like, you're like 70s boob yeah you're like 70s weird. French girl boob. I know it's weird because like, I have like my arms are pretty much they're 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 taking care of themselves you're but, pretty like, thick kid but, overall like, 
Yeah, but I just don't. Uh, and my legs and everything are like just because of biking and stuff yeah. like that. But like my but my chest is like. Just um, not coming together. You know, thing is, I think because like, a lot of people say like diamond push-ups, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because like a lot of people say like traditional East Indian guys when they go to the gym, all they do is work on their chest. Really? Yeah, but I, uh, di- I, I honestly I, didn't know. That. I think that's a. I'm not sure if it's a myth, but like a lot of Indian guys will focus on their chest first, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the. I think that that shows. I'm the complete opposite. The I, opposite. I, I don't have any chest whatsoever. We were uh, like years ago. We got obsessed with like the push pull and the the EPS tests. Yeah. Because I knew a couple guys who were getting into like corrections and EPS, and the whole idea was. There was this like little like obstacle course, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that you've got you got to do. Yeah. And a big part of that is a push pull. So in my head, I was always like, you got to be able to pull, you got to be able to push. Mm-hmm. Do them push ups and pull like yeah. rows. Like those are the two big ones you've got to keep doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they will lead to better health. Yeah. And then even years before that, we had a guy come into our school. And I believe I talked to Sandy about this one time. Like the last time we we talked, we were talking about push ups. Yeah. And we had this one like a uh, gym teacher come in. And he talked to us about how I remember this. Yeah, I'll be strong, man. You got to do push-ups. Got to get those push-ups in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because like you know, it's Karate Kid and those guys do push-ups. Yeah, everybody like everybody does push-ups. There's somebody in my head was like, Everybody does push-ups. I was like, You better get on that. You're probably about like 12, 11, maybe maybe 13, Mm -hmm. 14 at the time, right? So ever since then, it's just been in my head. And that uh, the push pull thing happened. That got into my head too. So it's always been a part. Of just good health. Yeah. You've got to be able to do those things. That's that's one guy who I see, like, if you want to see how pushed, like, I've, that I've known for, like, who the, long ben- time. the benefits of push-ups mm-hmm. is Sandy. Yeah, he was saying how that was something that stuck to him, too. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to be able to do them. Yeah, his, uh, his like, if you look at, even, like, if, I, if you look at his chest, it's like, mm-hmm. that's... Um, that kid's straight shredded, bro. Yeah, he's, it's, it's from years and years of push-ups. He doesn't, like, if you glance at him, uh, friend of the show, Sandy, does not seem like a jack dude. But I mean, no. he's got the the pillars, the foundations of good health in his head, and he makes sure that he keeps up on it. Yeah, he's like Sandy is the first to admit that he doesn't he 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 like he wants to like the the, the intention is there like he wants to work out like mm-hmm. I, I know that for sure. Time can be a bitch. Yeah. So, but he but he has like you know he has his own life to live and he, there's you well know, he's a real adult with like a real family. Yeah, and so. Uh, I just, uh, but he, he but the, the the intent is there. Yeah, I know he wants to, and once he gets going on that, yeah, there's no stopping him. He would be like, he'd be shredded. He'd be he could run like for he could run half marathon no problem, which he did. So uh, the only thing is get, that's getting in the way is just uh, is just you know is life. Yeah, I mean yeah. life life gets in the way. Life uh, uh, finds a way to get in the way. Yeah, is what it does. Mm-hmm. As the the great Jeff Goldblum put up. Yeah, in that movie. Oh yeah, about finding a way. They're actually making the new one. A new Jurassic Park is being filmed in on Vancouver Island. Really? Oh God! Just found that out uh, yesterday. I gotta tell you, I I didn't hate the last two. I, I know everybody hated them a lot, but I mean, whatever, man. It, Movies for thirteen-year-old boys. That, that's what they were. I, mm-hmm. I I think the magic has gone out of Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park has uh has left the I left the island. Yeah, and with that, there is a lack of like a a magic. There is yeah because it is it's like when I watch that like uh um. When I watch Jurassic Park now, like those new movies, I've never seen them. Yeah. I've just seen like snippets of them. But uh, what I see is like uh, really bad CGI and uh, practicing in front of a green screen. That that is the thing that bums me out. Like, yeah, there's, there's no mystery to it. Like when you watch when yeah, you watch the first Jurassic right. Park, you're just like, wow, that's a that you're, was crazy. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. No, no, you're you're spot on. There, there, the mystery and the magic is out mm-hmm. because, like, number one, like you said, the green screen is a real pain in the ass. Yeah. I still do appreciate how all the heads are real, though. 
with the dinosaur heads. But then there's a dude in a green screen suit. Like, yeah, snapping it, that it's thing. It's also right? like like what I saw. Like there was one uh, scene where like these kids were running away from this one dinosaur that was chasing them, and they had to jump off that cliff and into that water. Yeah. Do, do you want to see them? I know about? what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, that scene. That scene is horrible. Yeah. Because like, okay, first of all, if there's like a twenty foot dinosaur that's going to eat you and you're running away from it there's no panic in them they're just like they show up there's none they're just like look at each other like so uh whatever his name is like so what, what should we do uh you think we should jump like, <laughs> yeah. i don't know what you do i'll be like let's call him tyler yeah whatever is yeah tyler and uh so i'm like i'm watching that scene i'm like okay that's that was not happening in real life no man they'd be freaking out yeah they'd be they'd, they'd be scared they'd be screaming they'd be uh, like their eyes would be tearing and they'd be like they, there'd be no second guessing. I just jump off. Like, what do you want to jump? Jump off and break your leg in a like uh, by hitting a rock or getting eaten alive? Yeah, by getting eaten alive by the the biggest predator on the face of the yeah, earth. Yeah, give me a fucking break. I uh, <laughs> give me a fucking break, CGI kid. I think to myself with those movies sometimes, like when, well, like what you're saying, when they're not freaked out. Mm-hmm. If you took that actor and just unleashed a rabid pit bull. Yeah, and I mean we've all seen how fast those things move. Mm-hmm. Pit bulls move lightning fast. Yeah. You're not gonna outrun it, right? Yeah, they're tanks. They're tanks, man. Yeah. And then that kid is running. Like you just see one of those like YouTube videos of people running. From yeah, pit did bulls. you see the way he ran? It was more. Like, it was like it was like, it was like, it was like a slight jog. And their clothes like, are flying off. Yeah, like if they if they're running in real life, their clothes are flying off. Like you said, that kid is just like jaunting. Yeah, they're trying to get away. Yeah, it's like no, make it more realistic. Yeah, it's like, a, it's the Phoebe a, run. Exactly. It doesn't look like there's anything behind them. No, man. I don't know. That's I, a bummer. Yeah, so like, it's a huge bummer. Yeah, so like too many moments like that in a movie can like just just take me right out of the movie. Well, that's like there there are things that will get rid of the way you perceive uh fantasy right yeah there, there are things that go on there like when you watch spider-man you've got to let go of the idea that he's like got the the webby wristy bullshit yeah it just gets sucked in the idea that he's swinging around it makes it all kind of fun whatnot. yeah but you can but yeah like you can uh you can uh there there there's a suspension of disbelief there. Yeah, there is but in that scene right yeah. now if you've got like uh one of the what do they call it like the the guys in the street, like a street sales, a newspaper salesman, uh-huh. and Spider Man flies by him, and that newspaper salesman's like, "There goes Spider Man." Yeah, you're like, "Whatever." Right? Yeah. I mean, this is stupid. But if he is looking at what you're looking at, mm-hmm. he's like, "Holy shit, it's Spider Man! Go, yeah. Spidey, go!" Yeah, you're like, you get sucked into the moment. You do, and like, uh, like and like, but but also to, uh, to that point is like, mm-hmm. if that guy says, "Oh, there goes Spider Man," it's like it's like that. It just shows that how much Spider Man is ensconced in the uh, in, in yeah. the daily lives. But I want to see that in like Spider Man Three. Exactly. I don't want that in Spider Man One. Yeah. In Spider-Man One, exactly, they gotta be like super into it. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Holy shit!" There's a guy like, did you fucking see that? Yeah, pajamas, like especially in the, in the '60s cartoon. When, yeah, in the, yeah, in the old like, uh, exactly. uh, with the whole suits on. Color yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember the uh, remember that, that couple was like, yeah. goes, "I saw him, I saw him again." I saw Spider-Man. Shut up, Harry. <laughs> Harry, you didn't see nothing, it's Harry. Not nothing, okay. Well, I told my, my mother told me not to marry you. <laughs> oh, those are so good. Oh, that cartoon was so good. I man, there there's something to be said about like great background characters like that. Right now on the uh, the Witcher. I know I'm going back to The Witcher again, but I've been I've been playing mm-hmm. that a lot, right? Oh, go ahead. Man, there are background characters in that that just say the weirdest, most fun shit. Just the, the gabbiest people you ever met? They're gabby, man. And I don't know if you've played it at all, but there are some characters like uh, that you'll be fighting. And one dude will run up and he'll scream, I live! I die! I live again! Like all the Mad Max shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Out of nowhere, right? They're all like, there's so many characters in that just reciting weird movie quotes. Mm-hmm. And they're all on point. Like the voice actors are not phoning it in. Like, they're screaming they're at screaming you. screaming it, yeah. And it's like, I, I love that in a show. I love weird background shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, that's why I'm, I'm just... 
I, I don't even know what it's going to be like for Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, man. Fuck, man. I kind of hope. Like, I don't know. I have no, I have read nothing about it. I don't know anything about that game. Aside I don't know. The premise yeah. is that, like, you know, you're kind of like bounty hunter huntering in the future. Yeah. You're like these cyber cybernetic humans, enhanced mm-hmm. humans. Um, Feels very Deus Ex, but it would be cool. And I don't know if they're going to do it like that. They, they very likely are not doing this. It's all speculation. But it'd be cool if you had the whole map that you've got in The Witcher. And you just make that the future. It would be nice, but Cyberpunk is going to be four times bigger than The Witcher. Yeah, it's massive. It's, it's, but, yeah, it's going to be huge. Now, it's, be, is, that'd be nice, though, yeah. Now, this is where that, that thought comes from, right? Now, The Witcher, and th- this is all like, um, just like, like, like random thoughts in my head. So the reason I was thinking it's four times bigger is because if you look at The Witcher as a game, it's basically two-dimensional. You're on the ground. You're going from like east, like north, south, east, west, on a horse, on your foot, whatever it is. Yeah. You're very rarely it's um, very, yeah, it is very breaking 2D. a plane of yeah. height, right? Yeah. Whereas cyberpunk is going to have a city. Yeah, you can go into buildings, go, go up. Into buildings, go up. Yeah. Which then increases the size of the world. Because like The Witcher's already pretty huge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, games like GTA Five, all these games are pretty big. Yeah. But there's not a lot of access for the buildings either, right? Whereas it feels like cyberpunk's going to have a lot of access within buildings. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, which would be incredible. Yeah, the and also like there's gonna there's there's vehicles, uh, yeah, motorcycles and cars and stuff. Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be uh, like that's kind of the reason I want to buy, I want to get it because it's um, there's there's so much of a big world to explore because oh, like yeah. a lot of games when you when you play them you're like hey this is quick and whatever right you know I'll be like ah uh, you know what that was a waste of time whatever right? well, Deus Ex Deus Ex right great game great game way too short way too constrained friend of the show designed the cover for it. Friend of the show designed the cover for it. Yeah, and friend of the show, your friend. Yeah, I know, but do you remember? I can't his name? remember the, the uh, good old fashioned Jack Joy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's <laughs> his, yeah. And uh, so yeah, um, uh, but with with uh, with for Cyberpunk, it's not only that how big it is, but it's just the, the the style of the game, which is like which is something that I think a lot of people are gonna like just stick to because of whether or not they like The Witcher or whether they like CD Projekt game, it is it is right there with like. Um, like Blade Runner. Uh, I mean, it is aping yeah, Blade Runner a lot, exactly. Um, and like Jacques mentioned too, like when he actually saw Blade Runner for the first time. Oh my god! After having worked on, because uh, he he'd only worked on uh, Deus Ex, yeah, and not seen Blade Runner. One Which of the is, few people, yeah, who had not seen Blade Which Runner. Is weird for a guy who's in like in IT uh, and like a, in a, IT a game designer, like in our age group, in our age group, who has not seen Blade Runner. And then he just he saw Blade Runner, and then the first words out of his mouth are like, "Do people know we ripped this movie off?" <laughs> Like yeah. The first thing he thought is like, we really, you know, we weird, have ripped this movie off. Yeah, the weird thing is, is that he just like not even like heard of it. No, he'd heard he, of did, it. Heard, yeah, but, he'd heard of it because he I wouldn't know, shut up about it. But like, but he didn't know like what the uh, th- what the influence of it was. Exactly. That's. Just, I mean, he knew it was androids. He knew it was future. He knew it was Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, I believe from when we were younger. He knew like that the intro scene when he's eating the noodles, yeah, because that scene's kind of iconic, right? Yeah. But other than that, he really didn't understand the premise of it. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that there was this whole like android hunt going on and like mm-hmm. uh, enhanced humans and the yeah, Voight-Kampf yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Everything about that movie. I just watched it again a little while ago, and uh, even like Edward James Olmos's character, <laughs> he's awesome. He like his language is like it's just it's street language. It's street language. It doesn't make any sense. It's all influenced by the world they're in now, yeah. mm-hmm. which is I think um if like if nobody really understands that was a big part of firefly too right yeah exactly that you've got multiple languages but you get the two biggest ones you're mm-hmm. gonna be english and chinese and everybody will speak yeah, an amalgam, they, yeah, of that amalgam of that yeah with like slang from other languages mixed in mm-hmm. and that's what blade runner felt like yeah and exactly. J- edward james almost is like a perfect version of that that concept right yeah yeah Man. that guy's one of the best 80s actors he's one of the best 80s actors and he Mammy can do Vice. anything yeah. yeah 
I mean, he goes from playing the weird, like, uh, Terrell, like, security agent PI guy, mm -hmm. and then he plays fucking the, the chief in Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Totally different. Oh, yeah. Believable as both. Wasn't he on Stargate as well? Yeah, it's uh, not Stargate. Oh, um, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Yeah. Right. Which they're kind of restarting. Yeah. They're going to restart Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. Same world, same everything, mm -hmm. but it's just going to carry on in a different way. Oh, I see. Okay. So I don't know if it's going to be like the Galactica or like with, with the crew that we know. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be the crew that we know. I think it's going to be another crew and they're going to know of, kind of like um, Next Generation. Oh, I see. Okay. The Battlestar Galactica, the Next Generation. Next Generation. <laughs> Actually, yeah. um, did you see uh, Robert Pattinson's... Uh Suit? The bat suit? The bat suit? Looks awesome. I think it looks awesome. I think it looks awesome. I think the music is incredible. Yep. I really enjoy I hope that music is the music because it yeah. sounds like it's, it feels very noir. Mm -hmm. And this looks and feels very noir. I think his suit is, it reminds you of that Arkham Knight uh, kind of thing where it's just like, it's Bit pieces. of a collar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the symbol, the bat symbol is made out of the gun of the, the parents gun. who killed him. Yeah, it looks That's rad. That's nuts. That was, um one of the comics had that. Where he's, I think it was like one of the New Fifty Two stuff, mm -hmm. maybe Earth Two, where he makes the the bat symbol yeah. out of the gun, mm -hmm. which is pretty rad. Because this one, this really feels like they're kind of taking from some current era stuff. Like mm -hmm. the, uh, I think it's gonna be. I have a feeling the way it looks, the way they're casting it is gonna be very long ha Halloweenish. Yeah, like sure. kind of told through the lens of Brian Azzarello's like uh, look and yeah. feel. Mm -hmm. Who was uh, who was the artist who did all that? It was um, Eduardo Rizzo. Yeah, that's right. Was it? Yeah, it was. I feel like I'm. I just read. I just read uh, Long Halloween three weeks ago. Well, that was Tim Sale. Tim Sale was Long Halloween. Yeah, he but was. Yeah, that was Long Halloween. Yeah. Brian Azzarello, um, his run like with the Joker and um, what was that Dark Dark something? The the Batman issues that yeah. he did, they're kind of painted up. I feel like I'm I'm getting that wrong. I don't think it was Rizzo. It was somebody because it's kind of painted, right? I think it was somebody else. But we'll look that up another mm -hmm. time. If you know what it is, look that up. Brian Azzarello did Joker. Yeah. And he did a bunch of comics around that time mm -hmm. with Batman. And I think in one of those, he's... He also did 100 Bullets, right? Yeah, he did yeah. 100 Bullets. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. Croatoa. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> they should make that into like a Netflix series. That needs to... I think they tried. They tried to pull they that tried, together. They as tried like a, to earlier, but... It, they, it's an it, HBO it, thing. Yeah, it fell through. But like, uh, someone's got to pick up that series. 100 Bullets is incredible. That is a... That, like, imagine like every single episode is a different one where like everyone's... Like, they focus on a different character for revenge. I mean, that, really, that's... That that premise you could do ten years of easily, and always have a different. I mean, you could have a, that underlying thread mm -hmm. of the uh, what are they call the Minutemen, Minutemen, yeah. And every basically every like three or four episodes could be just a different character, yeah, sucked in. Yeah, if you haven't read Hunter Bullets, everyone, I'd man. highly recommend it. It's I would just, so awesome. I would read it and read it again, man. Yeah, man. Who was uh, who's the character? The the pretty boy. Oh, uh, at the end here with the, with the matches. The, well, I don't, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody who hasn't listened to or, or watched it. I can't remember. Yeah. But man, him, uh, Lano, man, Lano, so many yeah. great, like iconic, tough guy noir characters in that. Mm -hmm. Graves, God, yeah. Hundred Bullets is so good. Yeah, the, the uh, I finally read Silver Surfer Black. Oh, and yeah, it's it's unreal. Man, you had to take a second. Yeah, it's kind of had it's, to it's, like it's unreal process. Yeah, it. and uh, guess is uh, that. Christian Bale will play Beta Ray Bill. No, I hope not. Okay. Um, Galactus. Or Galactus. That's Galactus. what it is. But uh, Romy Malik is that they're saying is going to be Silver Surfer. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I think about Remy Malik. I think Remy Malik needs to be put in a box and shuffled under somebody's bed, forgotten about for the end of time. End of time? You I'm like sick of Remy Malik. <laughs> I'm sick of Remy Malik because he's so one note. He doesn't say, I mean, okay, let's, let's your Freddie Mercury is pretty good. But Remy Malik has played Remy Malik since Remy Malik was Remy Malik. Yeah. He's the same guy every time. Yeah, I'm done. That's fair. I'm done with that. That's I'm done okay. with his bug eyes. I'm his done with his weird face. 
He's got the weirdest head. I'm, I'm, I'm finished Remy Malik. That's fine. He's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's all I got to say about that. I'm going to okay. force gump this thing. Where I'm like, that's all I got to say about okay. that. That's pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. Uh, that's, pretty, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty ugly. His head's I'm, got I'm, such I'm a sorry weird to, shape I'm, to I'm sorry to take you to that place. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. Every, every now and then you got to go somewhere. Hey, man. Uh, how was your week? Uh, good. Just, uh, just, work, just worked out and uh did some reading uh some light reading yeah um yeah i just got uh just just do more research on how to get stronger in running so stronger in the run yeah i uh i finally buckled down probably about right after we did our last episode Mm -hmm. like 10 ish days ago yeah well because we had one in the middle of that we had the one that's coming up next which is ghostbusters yeah uh where we talk about ghostbusters while watching ghostbusters Mm -hmm. and people who are listening can listen along with us yeah um, but I, I finally buckled it down and decided to cut out all the shit that I was eating. 100%. Only whole foods. Mm-hmm. So um, no more, like no more bread. Bread's gone. A lot of potatoes, a lot of taro, a uh, shit ton of yams. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more meat. I finally like like tied down how I'm going to ingest my meat. I'm trying to like cut down the pork a little bit. But I mean, I'm a big chicken guy anyway. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of pork, a little bit of chicken, beef when I go out, when I can get my hands on like really nice cuts of beef. Yeah. Uh, no no real burgers. And like no more processed items entirely. Like, if it's been processed at all, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's still like a really well-rounded diet. I mean, I'm still getting, uh, I'm not doing the whole crazy thing where I'm doing like the carnivore or like uh, keto or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But just a lot of good proteins and a lot of good like whole vegetables a lot more potatoes for carbohydrates mm-hmm. man i feel a lot better already no, that's good it's been just over a week now but i'm feeling really like clean mm-hmm. and it was like um it wasn't it wasn't as if i was having a hard time with um with with working out or anything mm-hmm. but just in general i just felt really sluggish for some reason mm-hmm. a little bit of joint pain was going on and i was kind of like starting to chalk it up to like well you know you're you're getting a little bit older maybe you gotta change the way you do things i was like no nah, man i think the diet was really like detrimental to the way i was working out and with it is all everything. that gone, yeah, the yeah. Di- what you are, what you eat, right? Yeah. With a lot of that stuff gone, I just really feel like my system's running cleaner already. Now that could be in my head, but if it is, fine, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But um, that, and then I always drank a lot of water, but man, I'm drinking a ton more water now. Yeah, that's uh, um, that's one thing. I just uh, yeah, I just have a full uh, one liter uh, uh, I have the stainless steel uh, Adidas bottle, and I just pretty much. Pretty much the size of that thing. <laughs> yeah, that guy. You've got one of those. Pretty yeah, much, but Adidas. Yeah, I, the, and uh, I fill this up, and I just leave like full. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, and then in the at nighttime, I always wake up. Like, yeah. And I wake up, I take a sip of this, go back to bed, and then by the time, and then I whatever's left in there, I eat that with my breakfast. You eat that water. I eat that water with my breakfast. Yeah, that's how you eat water. Yeah, with breakfast. You have to chew on it. To you gotta chew that. it hard. Yeah, get all the nutrients out of it. Well, somebody's slipping cornstarch into it yeah. while you're napping. Actually, no, but it's true. I mean, yeah, like, I, I don't huge drink, water in the morning. Yeah, because I don't, I don't drink water as it is. Mm-hmm. I always put a hydrator in there and I put like uh, liquid chlorophyll. Yeah, and just so, to get some. And then get, that makes me like I can just I can shoot the water down. Yeah, really. I mean, no, it, it tastes a little bit better. Oh, it tastes great. Huh. Yeah, that's the water I take to the gym and uh, when I go running or, or oh, sorry, when I go biking and uh, when I go to Orange Theory. Um, yeah, I, I, I make that water and uh, it's it's it just dehydrates you like crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like you were, like you were saying before too, like you got to have a little bit of a hydrator in there, especially if you're going to be doing a big workout where you're burning all your salt and your water out. Yeah, like I wouldn't recommend one for... Uh, like not you for, do for sipping on the way to the yeah, for any cardiovascular activity yeah. you're going to be doing like i don't use it for when i'm on the on the exercise cycle but when i'm on the floor yeah i need to take sips every one every now and then yeah and uh biking yeah i take like uh uh yeah i'll, I'll take this thing with me i'll put it in my backpack and i'll put one in the uh in my on my bike mm-hmm. with the water bottle and i'll just when i'm biking for like i don't know 50 50 40 kilometers whatever it is 
um, and then I'll uh, by the time I come back it's empty yeah you're good to go yeah, I'm just I'm just done you really I mean that should be a part of your mindset right like that's something that you've always done really well like you've you've maintained the fact that like in your in your hair in your head if I can get those words out uh-huh. that water is important and you got to keep drinking water yeah it, it's it's like I, I do I, I like water because two things number one it's re- it is refreshing when mm. you drink it and number two is that uh uh, that's what you should be drinking with each meal. Oh yeah, and uh, and yeah, also not, not a soda pop. No, yeah, that's like I stop stop drinking soda pop. Oh, that's that's archaic. Like that's a everyone should know that by now. Any of it, man. I mean, even yeah. the diet stuff. If you're drinking diet soda, even worse. You're just you're just drinking soda, but lying yourself about soda. Yeah, drink water, man. Yeah, like, get used to it. It has its place. No, it doesn't. It totally doesn't. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there on a belief that I've got. It does not. You're lying to yourself. Not you. The people who drink it. You're lying to yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're drinking on a regular basis, yeah, yeah. that's terrible, right? Or with a meal, you don't need that no, shit. You don't, you don't need it at all. But, like, uh, I find that with, uh, you know, in the summer when you're having pizza or barbecue and you're just like, uh, what do you want to drink? And you like, really want one? I want an, I, I want one. I, I want a Coke yeah. in, an, uh, like, an ice glass like with ice. Like, that, that for me, like, just... As a fun time. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have jumped. That's, that's the only time I drink to it. To just, like, you know, shutting down your theory, because I'm going to agree with you. I will take everything I just said back. Your theory is accurate. No, no, you're right. It it's, does have yeah. a place. Yeah. But it doesn't have a place if you're drinking it, you know. It doesn't have a place in your everyday, in your everyday, everyday life, though. It doesn't have a place in your everyday life. I firmly believe it doesn't have a place just going out with your friends either. No. But you're right. There are, there are systems in your head that say... There are better things to drink. Yeah. There are better things to drink. But there, there are like... We are programmed to be like summertime, hot dog, barbecue, soda pop. That's... Yeah, and, That's you don't, cool. and you don't do that that often, right? So you might, if you're going to have it, have it when it's like that you're, you're going to enjoy it the most. Oh, yeah, when it's memorable. Yeah. It shouldn't be the kind of thing where you're just like, yeah, what am I going to drink? Open the fridge, die, cook, a doop, a doop. No, yeah. man, that's that's that should be a water. Yeah. That should be a water. You want, you want some flavoring in your water? Mm-hmm. Get some lemon juice or it's some, even better. Put some lime in there. Yeah. Electrolytes. Yeah. Boost yeah. yourself up. I know. It's... it's Bust your adrenals. Yeah, I, I don't find... That's what that's the only time I find Coke like tasty. Is in the summertime. In the summertime, like if I'm like I can't have it with like a meal, or mm-hmm. if I'm having like even if I had a pizza like at home or something like that. Let's say I get something from like uh, Blaze or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't have Coke yeah, with fancy it. pizza. Yeah. Well, I, you can't have Coke with fancy pizza. No, no. I mean, you can't have a wine with that fancy pizza. Actually, no. That that actually that pizza when I make when I make it, I make myself a um uh like a like a decaf coffee with like really nice uh really with that pizza with, 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 with a latte or something coffee and pizza you yeah. madman yeah I have, a, I have a vanilla latte uh, coffee with my pizza that is insanity yeah well, i guess you could have a hot chocolate or hot chocolate yeah <laughs> if you're gonna go if you're gonna go deep have a hot chocolate yeah. pizza yeah do it do, do one or the other I, I i but i use non-dairy because like uh but it's uh yeah why not that's 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 crazy yeah i the one thing i will say that i'm kind of dreading about doing this thing where i'm not eating the the breads and stuff yeah i love pizza Oh, who doesn't, man? It is. It's uh, the greatest right? food in the world. It is. I, I really it is. firmly believe it. I believe it. Pizza is the best food in the planet. You can you can do anything with it. You can have a cheeseburger pizza if you want to. You really could. Just, yeah, like literally made out of cheeseburgers if you want to. Oh, God. I, w- I am going to try doing that thing where you uh, you hammer out some thin pork and just make your pizza on top of that. Just beat the shit out of it? Yeah. Kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm, some, a, I'm gonna hammer some pork. You know some people. You know some people in some <laughs> restaurants they do that to because they do it to tenderize it, right? Yep. But like uh, some people do that in uh to the wrong meat yeah there you can't look you can't really do it to all meat no <laughs> yeah like pork or beef or you can do it to certain chicken like chicken breasts certain certain cuts too. certain cuts yeah because you're gonna make like a cutlet or something yeah but like you can't 
There, there's a get, point where chicken when chicken's no longer going to be viable. Yeah, I, I just love watching on like Kitchen Nightmares when when yeah. some guy serves Gordon a fillet. Yeah, and uh, he, and the guy tenderized it, but he and he beat the shit out of it. <laughs> chicken fillet. And then yeah, so like he took like a, a, a he took a. What does it look like? He, he, he took a fillet mignon, like a fillet. Oh no! And he he beat the shit out of it. He flattened it basically. That's way too soft. And then uh, Gordon's like, "What is this?" And he's like, "This is the fillet mignon." And he's like, "What the fuck did he do to it?" Oh no! And he's like, "He goes, ah, oh, he tenderized it." He goes. Why? He goes, you don't need to. He's like, they, as soon as like he goes, you know, his, his routine where he shits on all the food, then he goes in the back and yells at everybody. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, he's, he's you like, maniac. Yeah, he's like, so he goes, he goes, you fucking killed this meat. He's like, you, you beat. He goes, why? He goes, this, this, this is terrible. Like he felt like his heart was broken. It's like, it's like one of his children died. <laughs> I don't blame him, man. Look, Gordon Ramsay takes a lot of shit, and rightfully so, a lot of times. But there are some people out there who just like they're just idiots, and they're they're doing things like there's that one. Uh, I was watching that one. The what's that show? The big dude who does the bar bar rescue, right? Bar, re- bar rescue, John John Taffer, John Taffer, yeah. And he brings those guys in to do because I I loved bar rescue because uh-huh. working in bars for as long as I did, there are people out oh, there yeah. who's idiots, right? Yeah. So I watch that, I'm like, oh, he's gonna yell at people. So um, there's one dude who's making burgers and he's just squeezing the burger on the grill. All the juice is pouring out, uh, and his chef all is the goodness like, is running out of all it. All the goodness, yeah, you're right. All the goodness is just oozing out, yeah. And the chef is getting so mad. He walks up, he's like, "You don't fucking touch the burger." Yeah. If I see you do it, go swear to God. Like he's getting so upset. I love and the it. dude kept doing it. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's for a habit, right? The uh, um, bad habit. Yeah, bad habit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, John Taffer, that guy is. Uh, I love when he goes crazy and he's like, and he's. It's, it's like his, it looks like his lips are going to fall because he has, oh, he has yeah. those big lips those, stick out. and his tongue. He's like, I'm telling you. He goes, look at this. Raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> raccoons. You've got raccoons in your ceiling. John Taffer is so good. My, my brother loves, uh, he loves Bar Rescue. Or it's, he did anyway when it, was, when it was like, when it was relevant. You know, the thing about Bar Rescue too is it was one of those shows where, I, again, I don't know how the Kitchen Nightmares people felt or how the uh, the res- restaurant. Um, it's well, well kitchen, kitchen Nightmares is like that, that, that set the trend. It really did. It did. But like, I, I don't know how, because like, my kitchen experience was mostly just cooking in, mm. in a kitchen. I wasn't the kind of guy I never ran a kitchen I never did any of the big stuff in there I just came in cooked yeah so um and even then it was really limited I was the, I was the fun time guy yeah there are people who probably will protest that saying I was not the fun time guy but mm-hmm. I was a fun time guy in the kitchen mm-hmm. but um in the bars I was involved in a lot of different aspects of the bar yeah. so when I see Taffer yell at certain people for doing things I'm like he's yelling at the right people for doing yeah. the right wrong thing yeah for doing the correct wrong act like he's his he's justified in what he's getting mad about yeah because these people, some of them make some stupid mistakes, man. Yeah, I don't understand those shows where like there's there's people who are reluctant to like change or like take his help. I'm like, you there called him. There have been a few. Yeah. Yeah. You called him. Exactly. Yeah. If I don't get you on in here to fix my bar, I can't make my rent this week. I'm going to be out of the house and home. Yeah. It's like, and then you come in there and Haven't he tells you, seen- you to ditch the pirate theme. Like, no, I like pirates. Yeah. It's like, are you out of your goddamn Yeah, are you, yeah you're, you? are you, you're an adult. You're an adult. Your bar's on, Wiles, on Wall Street and you've got a pirate theme. Yeah. I, I, yeah don't, and you're going broke. Yeah, don't you, don't you ever watch the older episodes where people like are successful when he changes things? Right. If you, I don't uh, get it. If you go through Wikipedia and you take a look at like all the, because I, I got, I again, I like a lot of junk food TV. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hate, and I'll shit on that stuff. There's a lot I really enjoy. And that was one of those ones. So I deep dive into Wikipedia and start reading about the ones that say, "Oh no, John Taffer's garbage," and those are people who no longer have businesses. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he came in and did all this stuff, and I didn't like it. It was crap, and yeah. he changed my theme. And he married my wife. I'm like, yeah, yeah no, he, no. he did the he did the the math, and he's like, yeah, this is this is what you're supposed yep. to do. He did the math and told you what works where you are, and it didn't work because you're incompetent. 
Like you're an incompetent person yeah. and you're trying to change a narrative to fit what you want people to think. Yeah. It's like, well, the guy's done hundreds upon hundreds of bars that have actually worked. Yeah. He owns a lot of bars at work mm-hmm. and you just shouldn't be a bar owner. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, that's a lot of people though. Oh yeah. I don't know. I just, I uh, mean, bar owners, a lot of people out there shouldn't own bars. Yeah. There's a lot of people who shouldn't own restaurants either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Cause is it, is it impossible? Is it one a restaurant impossible? Uh, uh, the, the fucking marine, marine <laughs> the guy? big royal I marine that guy oh i don't i don't know if he's really was he really a marine yeah really yeah. god maybe he just shouldn't be a chef i don't know i i, I don't doubt he I, I, for the queen yeah i don't doubt his culinary skills but i think like in his show it's like he's just uh i don't know i feel like if i'm gonna watch those restaurant shows mm-hmm. uh i'd rather watch some of that because like okay, gordon I, like i'm not saying gordon ramsey's like the He's the best, but he, he's the originator. So like, yeah, I, I would I would just watch his stuff. But cooking shows in general, especially the Food Network, is becoming borderline unwatchable. The Food Network is kind of becoming the uh, they're going down the same weird trend that History Channel did. Yeah, at first it was history. Yeah, at first it was food, and then it became UFOs, and then it became drive-ins, diners, and dives. Yeah, and those were still kind of cool. Yeah, like d- d- drive-ins, diners, and dives. Like I, that guy is giving free publicity to like exactly. all these people, right? So I, I admire him for that, right? Yeah. He himself, I find annoying. I could never like sit down. Guy Fury. Him. Guy Fury. <laughs> oh, and uh, he, he's like a like a Michael Bay creation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's Optimus Prime. Yeah, <laughs> covered in flames. Yeah, he looks like yeah, he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and uh, he's doing quite well in theaters, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I was happy to see that actually. Did you watch it? I didn't see it. Oh, I, no. I thought you were enjoyed it when you watched it. Uh, no, it was. It's actually. Uh, they, they showed a picture of Jim Carrey and Will Smith together. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yep, I was like, that's cool. Uh, that was like '90s childhood spooge right there. Exactly. But yeah, they 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 made the '90s work. They really did. Yeah, and really? Uh, they, but the whole idea of like the food network. Like, I thought cooking is supposed to be fun. I don't want. I don't care about these these competitions where like the uh, like on the food right. network you have to go like okay who can like make this and then like they. they Obviously, something has to go wrong, and then like it takes the joy out of cooking. I'm like, I don't want to watch that shit anymore. Yeah, it's like uh, you take this idea of say like Manny Matheson, yeah, showing you how to make some nice that's food. Fun. Right? Yeah, that's Munchies. fun. Yeah, Munchies is great. Munchies, or who's the the pothead? The big pothead comes in there and always makes the food, and he smokes some pot, and he gives you the burgers. The oh, big, uh, the big kind of like thick bald. He's like Manny Matheson, but not. Action Bronson? Action Bronson, yeah. right? Action Bronson. Man, I would watch yeah, that Munchies. guy for he's days. On right? He's on Munchies as well. He's a Munchies guy too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Those guys are cool. I don't like, like you said, I don't like the knockoffs of like 25 people, one kitchen, yeah. one one uh, mystery dish, one yeah. mystery ingredient. Yeah. It's like, and then they give them 15 minutes to make something. Yeah, like even MasterChef America with Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Like, I hate that show. Yeah, I can't do that, man. But I do like the Canadian one and the Australian one because it's just like sh- it shows that they're actually encouraging these people. They're super tame. Yeah. Like compared to the American oh, one. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. The Canadian one, man, they're super chill. Yeah. I was watching that because uh, in the morning before work, I watched that donut showdown. And I'll get these donut makers in there. It's on their Food Network or Shaw or whatever it is. Yeah. And I'll get these donut makers in there and then I'll give them uh, 45 minutes to make these donuts. Yeah. I'll give them a secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. And they always fuck up the dough. I'm like, you guys are you guys are pro donut makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you ruining the one thing you're supposed to be a professional at making? Yeah, I thought it would be like, cause I thought it would be because like, you know, th- th- there's a time constraint, but at right? the same time, it's but it's not. It's it, like it, they have to dramatize it a little bit. They, they do. To, you have to dramatize anything that's not really exciting, exactly, and to get ratings or to keep yourself on the on the TV. Yeah. So like HGTV is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like all those like 
buy it or lease it like or list it or whatever like buy one or or oh, yeah, the, one. the bachelorette nose job girl yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm talking about right? i know what you mean the show on vancouver or whatever yeah yeah where yeah. they go around and like the the one dude is he's gonna buy the house and the one girl she's gonna remake the house yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those those shows like those are okay first of all okay those are all fake no they're completely, they're completely scripted. Fake. they're total bullshit yeah those people have already committed to like yes. to doing one thing yeah so like all the drama they build up where they walk in the one guy's like i can't believe you don't want me to make your house look this nice yeah. it's like well yeah. they've already figured out yeah exactly when they when they show when they open the door they're coming into the room there's a camera in that room yeah. like so they could see that like, you're not oh, fooling anybody that's the thing that gets me the most is yeah. when there's a cameraman in the house yeah and then the uh the guy who's going to show you the house comes in he's like i haven't seen anything in here and then they'll walk in the house and he's ooing and eyeing then he'll make a, an assessment like i bet you there's natural there's original hardwood floors under this carpet it's like, I bet you you did a walkthrough mm-hmm. and checked, and now you're miraculously going to find original hardwood floors. Oh, yeah. And, and the conversations the couples have with each other, those no one talks like that in real life. No. No, no, no. I don't know. It's just like, I, I started watching that. Like, I don't want to, like, harp on it too much because my mom loves that shit. No, it's fine. Like, harp but, on it. Yeah, but, but I was like, but I don't do it in front of her. But, like, uh, it's, uh, it's, you can make real estate interesting. Unless you're like dealing with like multi multi million dollar like condos and like things in New York and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah I can. See, then you're like, okay, I want to see this like twenty five million dollar condo or whatever. Lifestyles, man. Lifestyles. Lifestyles are rich and famous. Yeah, they oh. made or cribs. They made houses interesting, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like cribs was was I I. I I really believe a lot of those houses didn't belong to those celebrities. No, because they rent them usually. They rent them. Right? Right? But I, I'd like to see like how like my, like people. I, like, so they did one for Kenny versus Spenny, and they, they cribs. Yeah, cribs. Right? They, but you want because you want to see how those guys live, right? <laughs> I want to see that weird ass apartment. Yeah, it's a cr- little brownstone thingy they had. Yeah, that house. That house was unreal. <laughs> it was a cool that, little place, if, man. Yeah, if I if I could live in Toronto, I wouldn't want to live in a huge house if I had any money. I I want to live there. That would be. I wouldn't want to live in that particular one because there's probably a lot of feces and. Oh yeah. Piss on the wall. Actually, you know what? I would I would live in that one, but yeah, it would take it would need a, an excessive cleaning and a deep clean. You'd need a new drywall and shit. Yeah, I'm like, I know this is where Kenny sat. I know this is where Kenny's. I know this is the washroom. Yeah, yeah. He pissed on Spenny in that corner. Yeah, he jizzed in the wall over there. He hired 15 puppies to to walk all around this one carpet. Yeah, and crap all over the place. Yeah, exactly. This is where like he made Spenny lie down naked so those dogs could eat dog food out of his ass. Oh like, my oh, god, <laughs> that that show is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, hey, so you've recently uh, had a little bit of a a hunt, not so much a hunt, but not even a real commitment that you may or may not in your pocket in the near future have a Galaxy S20 Ultra. Yeah, that's the. Uh, um, I did play with it. You did. I went to this. I was in. Uh, I went to go get the sweater I'm wearing, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's right next. The store you is fashionista. <laughs> um, and then so I just went uh, across the the uh, like the the aisle, mm-hmm. I guess, in, in West Edmonton Mall, and uh, there was a Samsung store there, right? And they had them all on display. You could play with them and get everything. out, huh? And then uh, so what happened was I just I picked one up. Uh, it felt great. It's so light. Yeah, they don't. They seem like they're uh, they're not too much different. Like the notes, right? They're about note size. Yeah, they're lighter they're, and thinner. It's lighter than the iPhone uh, 11 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. It's much. It's I think it's like it weighs in at 216 grams. I think that was the number. That uh, that 11 Pro Max is a big phone. That's a big phone. Yeah, it's a Western belt buckle. Yeah, and uh, so I don't. Uh, um, I I was like I picked it up. I'm like, yeah, this thing feels. This is a nice phone. Mm. And I'm like, uh, I was like, what the hell are they going to do with the Note 20 Ultra? That, that's just it, right? Like yeah. they all got so big. Yeah, like the um, the screen is unbelievable mm-hmm. like that, that 120 hertz uh uh screen is crazy uh, but you can't turn that uh on to 4k to f- when you're when you're in quad hd okay yeah so it can only do 1080p it can only do an fhd 
That's all right. Yeah. So like, uh, um, uh, but yeah, that that phone is uh, that phone is crazy. That's pretty rad. Like, it's like the, the number one thing you want to get about that you want to uh, the reason why you would want to get that phone, honestly, I think is is because of the cameras. Yeah. I'm, what was that? Five cameras. Yeah, and it has like that 180, 108 megapixel camera. The uh, main th- yeah, the main one. I got, I get issues with that, but yeah. I get, yeah, there but is. Yeah, but yeah, you would know more than I do. But like, uh, um, but also has, but that's not the one that shoots. But they also has like the sixty four. Mm-hmm. I think it's a sixty four um, uh, megapixel camera. That's the one that shoots eight K video. That's the big one. That's, yeah. that, well, that's the video. The that's video the video camera. one, right? So, but the, all four, all four cameras can shoot. I think the, the, the S20 Plus can also shoot 4K, mm-hmm. but uh, but the, the, the S20 Ultra has a 48 megapixel camera, I think, yeah. right? But the one the the S20 Plus has the six has the 64. The 64 in there. Yeah, so that's where you're taking the uh, um, you're taking the hit on the on the on the I think it's on the main sensor. Yeah, but like the uh, but yeah, it's just a beautiful setup. Yeah, yeah, it looks really pretty. I mean, it's a it's a neat looking phone, and I'm not really into big phones, mm-hmm. but looking at that one, I'm like, oh, no, it looks pretty attractive. Like that little big yeah. square doesn't throw me off as much as I expected it to. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's not an ugly big square hump. No, it's actually kind of like techy looking. It looks neat. Yeah, it, it's a it's a really it's a really nice looking phone. Um, because like the last time we had a a phone that said our cameras are the best cameras, and we're kind of like somewhat capable, and we're multiple cameras. Is that Nokia Nine Pure View? But what yeah. a weird looking phone. That's a weird looking phone. <laughs> the back looks like an insect head. Yeah, since then it's been like uh, what is it? Uh, actually, the the note. 10 had something as well right like a 50 something the note actually they said like overall that was actually uh this is on our uh mkbhd that guy yeah yeah Yeah, he said marcus brownlee yeah marcus brownlee yeah that guy he said um uh the the samsung phone the note is one of the best ones for 2019 anyway right really and he said the best and then what was another one he said the google one is obviously really good um overall i think with the apple one was the best Hmm. the one that he picked but uh, like Google is unreal too. Um, They're not bad. I mean, like I I like the idea of um like I think the nine and the ten. If I'm not wrong, I'm, well I think actually it's just the nine had the um the physical aperture right. It had the fifty two millimeter. Uh, the Note nine. The Note nine. Uh, you can check think, on mine. Yeah. yeah, I think the Note nine and the nine plus. Uh, they all had the, the little physical aperture to it, mm-hmm. and it was it was great. It's beautiful. Now I think the reason they, they moved away from that is because it's just another part that can break yeah, down, right? Break down. It, it increases the thickness of your of your camera hump. Yeah. So it's like a little bit um a little bit more compromised to have the thing in there and deal with all the size and yeah. shit. But then again, you can always like get your 108 megapixels and fake your way through it. Yeah, like the um like I guess the most I guess like the which is as important as the uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like the I guess what's as important as the as the camera itself is the computational hardware is computational software that you can that will pretty well for phones will, for phones for anyway. phones right yeah. like there's um the whole idea of having 108 megapixels isn't that you have 108 megapixels they're going to be smaller pixels in the yeah. same size sensor but what you're doing is you're you're essentially like, let's say you've got a grid right mm-hmm. your grid is the size of this table but there's only 10 squares on it yeah well those 10 squares are kind of like they're they're held to a certain like a uh, amount of information that can each take but if within each square you had a hundred squares then now each megapixel has got these little extra layers of of like information can separate mm-hmm. and it can form that that computational software yeah. it can basically form a better idea of what you're looking at yeah exactly so you just have more you have more micro sensors within a larger sensor space yeah that instead of saying like a 10 megapixel you've got 10 megapixels you've got 100 megapixels yeah. and each megapixel is kind of doing its own work own now. work yeah instead of whereas on a traditional sensor you have bigger pixels which let more light in 
because you're actually moving your like on a DSLR or a mirrorless mm-hmm. where you're like having more light information hit your hit your sensor. Yeah. Where it's just a different because you're working in such a small space, you've got to find something that's going to get you more information. Mm-hmm. And this computational hardware is going to allow those smaller areas to do better work yeah. or, or give better information to the software, right? Yeah. Which in turn will give you better images. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the whole idea is would never work on like a, a DSLR or a mirrorless. Yeah. Just because it's just, it's eventually it probably will. Like you're going to get to that kind of thing sooner or later. Mm-hmm. You're going to start seeing like 55 and or 48 and, and 64 megapixel mm-hmm. as sta- everyday as, shooters. As standard shooters, yeah. As standard shooters. But um, until now, it would kind of be looked at as a gimmick. But for now, be looked at as a gimmick. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it all has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. Yeah. And um, the best place you can do that is on a phone. Mm-hmm. Now... Is it going to have the results? Like, remember when Lumia had that uh, super zoom? Mm-hmm. They had that, I think Lumia 10 or something, had uh, Nokia had that zoom where it was like 48 megapixels and it could zoom right into somebody's eyeball mm-hmm. halfway across the room. The whole videos of the guy taking photos with his kids in the back. And people are trying to get close to the, the kids, but he's like, whatever, man, I'll just zoom in, it'll be fine. But um, like those megapixels sucked and the software sucked. There was no computational software. Yeah. There was no AI. So it just didn't quite do what it wanted to do. Yeah. Whereas now that will kind of be the, ex- the the result will be what people expected of that Lumia. Yeah, exactly. You're finally going to get to that mm-hmm. point now. Okay. So I think that's going to be the, the benefit of this particular phone. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Like, yeah. Um, a- I think it'll work out pretty well. Yeah. So like if I, like obviously if I don't go that way, um, I might wait for the, uh, the duo or I might wait for the, no- I mean, wait, wait for the Note 20. So yeah, I mean the Note 20 later this year. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, actually one thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, talk um, away is, uh, friend of the show sandy uh talked about i said is there anything else you want to bring up in the in the podcast he's like uh yeah for sure he said um okay what and i'll ask you and you can just you can just uh just through personal experience you can uh just uh give me some examples all right um can i see either home or in the theaters name an experience where you where you saw a trailer for a movie that was so good but then we watched the movie it was horrible oh man i'm sure there's a ton of them Oh, I I can't really pop one off the top of my head right now. That's, a, that's t- I'd have to sit and think about that. I'm sure there's got to be a dozen of those though, uh, Mr. Church. It's probably it's probably <laughs> comes to mind right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Church showed you the entire movie. Yeah, that's that was the name of it, right, Mr. Church? Eddie it's, Murphy's. I think so. Yeah, like a last big release. Last big release. Yeah, where he played uh, he played the guy, Mr. Church. Who yeah, Metro. Yeah, Metro was another one. Eddie Murphy's doing? Oh, yeah. Metro is another shit one. Yeah. Metro wasn't too bad, but they plumped it up like it was going to be the next Beverly Hills Cop. That's exactly it. If they just, like, toned their shit down, mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been a passable movie. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 3 is up there, too. Beverly Hills Cop 3 is up there. In, as far as sequels go, Crow 2. Crow 2, yeah. The Crow 2 trailer made it look like this is going to be, like, really fucking good. Yeah. And we were all mad because, like, the Crow has such a mythology behind it. Yeah. And we kind of felt personally connected to it, being martial arts fans and mm-hmm. Bruce Lee fans and Brandon Lee fans. Yeah. The Crow 2 rolls up and it's actually... Comic fans, yeah. It's yeah, just, it's uh, total shit. Yeah. Uh, what's another one? Um, well, he must have had something. Sandy? Yeah, uh, what was his? Uh, what's, what's that Van Damme movie called? Uh, the Quest? The Quest. That's the what quest. it was. Yeah. Uh, the second you said it, I thought about it too. The Quest, right. You're absolutely yep. right. I expected it was going to be like Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. and it was not Mortal Kombat. I, yeah, I thought Mortal Kombat or a new uh, New Age Bloodsport. Yeah, The Quest was awful. That was, a, that was a terrible movie. Well, it's funny that you say New Age Bloodsport because I'm sure Raji's listening and Raji can uh, talk about this later on as well, but that was a Frank Dukes Van Damme joint project. Mm-hmm. And Frank Dukes is like the biggest fraud 
one of the biggest frauds mm-hmm. in martial arts, movie martial arts history, right? Mm-hmm. Like Bloodsport, Frank Dukes lied about his resume, yeah. got a movie made and tried to make himself seem like a legend and Frank Dukes is not a legend. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he's such I don't a care. I don't care what the, the end credits of Bloodsport says. Yeah, the, the fastest <laughs> kick and fastest knockout. It's all bullshit. Fastest <laughs> round. Ha- like every, like Bloodsport is a fabulous movie. Yeah. Like Van Damme's incredible. Uh, Bolo Young is incredible. Mm-hmm. All the memes, <laughs> they're oh, great. Yeah. Have you seen the the jump around meme? Yeah, jump around or just jump? No, just jump, jump around. Jump around, yeah. Uh, the the meme for that, uh, like all of those are, are great. Like, that's a great movie. But the way it got made and the person it's about is such crap. Don't do a deep dive into Bloodsport. No, no, don't. enjoy the movie. On yeah, time. like the uh, that's the reason why. Uh, what's his face? Uh, is that the reason why Van Damme left the the shoot for Predator? Maybe a blood sport. I can't remember. I know Raji would would know better about this. It, it's one of those things where I've got so much of that in my head. I can't. I don't. I always thought that maybe because because I know because because Predator came out. Think so. Though. Predator came out in eighty seven. Yeah, and Bloodsport came out in eighty eight. Yeah, I I don't. Or, he might have gotten Bloodsport right after that, but he was already doing what was that? Um, the one where he had the cameo essentially, the martial arts movie with the Chuck Norris one, or uh, no, the one where he plays the Russian. Oh, uh, no retreat, no surrender. Yeah, no retreat, no surrender. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd done that. I think from there he was going to do Predator. Then he thought yeah. he was going to be like Tarzan, and they put him in that stupid ant costume. And he yeah. wasn't Tarzan. Yeah, because that, 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 that dumb costume. But the thing is, he could do all the, the movements. Yeah. But I guess he was just too... Was he too short or... Well, I think he wasn't... I think the costume wasn't impressive as they, as they oh, yeah, expected. Yeah, I, I remember the original costume was not good. Yeah, and Van yeah. Damme himself thought he was going to be like a, like a Tarzan type thing. Yeah. Where it was going to be a little bit of makeup on him. And then when he left is when they like they go to Stan Winston and resign the, redesign the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a bunch of stuff. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it before as well. Yeah. The uh, um, yeah. How about you? What was the movie that you thought was gonna be the one? And it's uh, oh hey, well how about how about Phantom Menace? How about the Phantom Menace? All those actually, I think Sandy said it the same thing too. He's like he goes, I, I think all those movies were just total shit, like, right? I yeah. mean, like we saw the trailer like when the trailer for the Phantom Menace came out. I remember it was on CTV News. Like, at long last, we're going to show it to you. Here it is. Yeah. End of the show. Phantom Menace. And we were blown away. And the movie was awful. Terrible, yeah. Like, like Phantom Menace and the first one is like, okay, Phantom Menace, I kinda, I'll never watch again, right? I think the, first, the second and third one, mm-hmm. they'll kind of grow on you, maybe, if you're a Star Wars fan. You ignore some dialogue. Yeah, but like, uh, um, at least those are, they didn't, they didn't like sh- show to be anything that they weren't. Mm-hmm. Phantom Menace was like okay, an all like it, it had to be it had to be a knockout. It really did. It had yeah. to, like yeah, it's Babe Ruth. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's either a knockout or a complete flop. Critically speaking, anyway, right? Not not financially speaking, but financially yeah. it did just fine. It did fine, right? But like uh, that. Uh, but the first, I remember watching watching it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I I think for me, like not knowing what the hell was going on, is I I couldn't process how much this goofy character was a part of the movie. Yeah. Like his his dialogue and all that kind of crap. Like even looking back at it now, Jar Jar Binks not talking is not a problem. Mm-hmm. Like uh, who's the the main the main fat guy who is like the boss Nass. Boss Nass had with better dialogue, not a problem. Mm-hmm. The kids' lines cut significantly. Makes but, them not yeah. a problem, right? I mean, that, that Phantom Edit proves all that. Yeah. The I think it's Topher Grace, the Phantom Edit. Mm-hmm. And um, Topher Grace from that 70s show got together and, and built an edit called the Phantom Edit, which wasn't bad. It's like mm-hmm. cut down by half an hour. It's it's pretty watchable. Mm-hmm. But um, it was that stuff that made you wonder, like, where are we going to go with this? Now, that having said that, when you watch that compared to the the sequel trilogy, at least you felt like each movie was going into the next movie 
building it was building some sort of mythology yeah there was a narrative that was there's a narrative yeah, yeah that was was there was gonna thread from one to the other to the other and make you feel like you're watching a complete series of movies yeah. whereas i don't feel that way about the, the sequel trilogy. oh no, no. The, the last three movies were just uh like they're disjointed they're disjointed because they're not made by there there's there was no like there was no idea, singular like, vision yeah, like there's no singular vision yeah. right so like that was George Lucas. He's like, I have that, that was him. He's like, I have to get granted, you know, one, two, and three, you can take it for whatever they're worth, but at least there was a connected storyline. Yeah. Uh, and it had to lead to somewhere, right? It, and it felt it, like it was going in a direction. Yeah. So if you take a, if you took a look at that from, from a distance, it'd be like, you know what? He started out like this, became this, and ended up like this, right? Yeah. That's done very well. But uh, uh, when you have like Kathleen Kennedy in the, in the, next, in the last three, they, they were made to make money. Well, that's that's like that thing we talked about in our uh, so, Marty Marty was right episode, right? Yeah. Where it, when you make a movie like that, where you realize that okay, look, we've got four big markets we have to sell to, mm-hmm. and we have to know what each one wants, so we have to include characters that are going to appeal to each one. Yep. And um, now we have girls who watch, so we've got to have female characters that are important. Mm-hmm. And the guys, some people like black guys, some people like Mexican guys, some people like gay and black Mexican guys. Let's make this ambiguous. Yep. Um, we know that the white market's not going to want a black guy kissing a white girl. Put him with the Asian girl, but leave it ambiguous so we can always just like yep. call that back a little bit. You know, there was like too much going on. Like, there's too many. You're trying to please too many people. Yeah. And it really felt because of that, it was very much like an SJW movie. It is, yeah. Whereas if Ray and Finn just got together like they were kind of get, like aiming towards, yeah. Like make him force sensitive. Show us he's force sensitive. That's cool from the beginning, man. Yeah. We'll fall into it. That's why he breaks away from the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff that fans are talking about makes sense, but they just keep like they they don't do they not notice that? Like you guys are uh, are smart people making smart, you know, movies essentially you're telling us you are. Mm-hmm. Do you not see this? Yeah, I don't know. I it's uh there was um yeah, for especially for, yeah, for those last 3, there was it just seemed like there was um and plus like adding on and just a pile on what you were just talking about and they had to wrap up a, uh, a, a nine movie a saga saga yeah and uh yeah and they, and they fucked it up completely totally did yeah that's why i will never shit on vin diesel that's a saga he is just he owns it doesn't knocking he knocking out of the park doesn't he own that franchise <laughs> i'm pretty sure he either owns it or it's got enough mistake in it yeah to where this is like he's he is making sure this ends on his terms yeah or on terms that like, say what you will about those. Even though they went from heist movies, well, not heist movies, they went from, you know, like a robbery, car thieves robbery movies mm-hmm. into this weird spy shit, into heist movies, at least, like, the characters always kind of grow into the next iteration of those characters. Okay, I'll say this, okay? And they're true to where they came from. Yeah, okay, I'll say this. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you, okay? There's no, there is no, the line does not waver. In exactly. Movies, okay? It does not, okay? Narrative thread. Yeah, okay, so I'll give you that, right? Thank you. Okay. Shit away. <laughs> the, o- the only... The, the, the ish- this is not even an issue. This is why it works. Mm-hmm. It, you know why it works? Because it's very simple. There's no... Uh, the more ridiculous you make it, the, the more... The, the, the better it is. Exactly. You can't make Star Wars crazy. No. Uh, I think they should. But like... They, uh, they could. Yeah. But it wouldn't be Star Wars. It wouldn't be Star Wars. It'd just be like... Uh, it'd be utter mayhem. Right. So... Uh, uh, Fast and the Furious can be as crazy as you want to, to make you want to make it to be, right? That's the, right. Because that's the thing; they always have to up it every single movie because it's it's so ludicrous, right? AK ludicrous is in the movie, but like yeah, you have to like, 
And uh, now he knows kung fu. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. It's even That's more ridiculous I mean, right? now. Yeah. What do we do? What can, where can we go now? Yeah, Ludo Chris knows kung fu. Well, the thing is, like, what's the, what's what's the main what's the main uh, uh, the the main idea when you make when you start out making that movie? Like, say you're, you're you have fresh pages and you're like, you know what? We have to start making this movie. You have to look at the last one. And be like, how can we top this? Exactly. Yeah. And fit in some. John sort of, Cena's car will suplex a semi trailer. Yeah. Because that's what John Cena does. Yeah, because yeah. So like, how can we do that physically? We can't. Okay, so okay. just just CGI it. Just don't worry about it. But I, we'll figure know, that like, out later. There's there are still. I mean, there's a lot of CGI in those things these days, but there's oh, yeah. still tons of practical effects. Because Justin Lin is a huge practical effects guy, right? Yeah. But so yeah, he still does like all the racing stuff, the accidents, the cars flipping. Oh yeah, like I, those I. Um, now, granted, the helicopter thing with the thing and the car swinging like Spider-Man, all CG. Yeah, that, that's that's true. But at I the same lie. time, it's like you, uh, like, what did they do in the last movie? They didn't a submarine like fucking. Sure. Yeah, they like why not? Okay, what's why the next not? one? Okay, like, let's have let's have another car suplex another car, right? So, but like, you know why it works? Because they're all family. Yeah, exactly. They're all family. So like moments like that where that where like, a suplex or something like that, I'll be like, okay, that's okay, well, that's that's what it is. I can like, let it go, man. I mean, the same way I can like I, I was going back to do a little callback. The same way I can kind of uh, suspend my disbelief when I see guys shoot webs out of his wrists. Mm-hmm. I'll let it go. This thing, it's, it's yeah, moved to a what? different place now. The thing is, that I would, uh, I totally agree with you. I will never go to a theater and watch that movie. Yeah. But, I, I'm cool with that. But the thing is, I would I would watch that movie with you because I'd be like, you know, I, I have to watch it with a super fan. Exactly. Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm a super fan. Well, no, compared to like what I am. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just willing to to let it go when it comes to like I I, I go in knowing what I'm going to watch. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully you didn't take that as an insult. Because like, oh yeah, no, no, guys, no, 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 the guys who no, are super no. fans of those movies are complete idiots. Yeah. I hope they didn't take it as an insult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, again, it's the same reason that like I can I can let go of so much of my my suspension of disbelief kind of goes away, mm-hmm. or or I have the suspension of disbelief while watching wrestling. Right. Yeah. I'm watching high quality stuntmen do high quality live action stunt work yeah so i can let it go when somebody pretends that they've like you know their heads exploded or like when uh when when matt hardy takes a chair shot to the head yeah while he's wearing a neck brace which happened last week well fucking randy orton you got actually, you got some explaining to do randy orton actually but i can let it go actually you know what i think that's maybe my uh that's probably my fault when it comes to watching movies you can't let go i just i'd rather watch something that doesn't force me to okay in, the, in, in the sense of like it has to be uh um, like they're trying, they're trying to tell a story, but when I'm watching the story, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's like okay, that that's fucking out of control. Well, I see that's what I mean. Like you yeah. can, like when you watch, say, um, Inception. Yeah, like that, that's that, that's completely like all that stuff there is like it's it's grounded in the real world, like you mm-hmm. know, every day. But like you know, like, but obviously, I know it's a science fiction movie, right? Actually, that's a that's a bad example. Um, what was the the Dunkirk? Dunkirk. Like yeah. when you watch Dunkirk, you can't have. Like certain things have to fit within the the constraints of reality, yeah. To to convey the proper emotion for these real life situations, yeah. So I, I guess you I can't venture too far out of that. Exactly. So I, what I should say is that I gravitate more towards that, yeah. And then like, uh, but like, so if I come away from it, I know there's movies that are so, like I'll still watch like those Marvel movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? There's they're they're entertainment. Stuff I kill like shit that. on them. Yeah, like I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll totally insult them, right? But yeah. like, uh, uh, but like when it comes to like. But then you have like I'll go over here where it's like uh, everything technical, everything is like uh, is uh, practical and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I could see how they did it, okay. But I was like, if I go over to like where Fast and the Furious is, that's where I'm like, uh, I was like, it, it it's it's to a point where I can enjoy it. Oh, I see what you mean. That's too much. But but I think that's kind of my feeling. Like, why can't I just let go and just be like, oh, fuck whatever? It's a day off. I, that's just it, right? For me, that's, it's a cheat meal. 
Like I can yeah. do them both. Like I, I like movies that are grounded in reality because I, sometimes I need certain stories like yeah. um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah. See, and those are the, those are the, those are like, that's pretty much what I watch. Yeah. And I, I'm totally yeah, cool with those. But, I can, I can watch those movies and I can, uh, I can be locked into like logic, mm-hmm. like movie logic. But then they're like at the same time. I mean, I like watching Akira, but I also like Animaniacs. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Akira gives me exactly what I want from Akira. And yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, because like, I like I like what um, how like especially when you watch like like Akira or like when you're watching uh, uh, Animaniacs, right? Mm-hmm. I watch because like I want to see the like when you, when I laugh at the jokes, I can I can understand the brilliance of the writing. Yeah, I can I see, get something. Yeah, different. I, can see, I can see how the, the how the animators uh, how well they did their jobs and stuff exactly. like that, right? So like and that's it. But when I look at like Fast and the Furious, all I just see is like just a bunch of stunt guys and a bunch of guys who are doing the driving. And uh, here here is something that I will say about Fast and Furious mm-hmm. that I can't say about a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think a lot of people notice it. And maybe it's uh, it's because the creators behind it. Are, are more talented than they let on, like guys like Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. But if you watch one of those movies, there's never a moment, at least I haven't really noticed it too much, where let's just say they're driving down one street in one direction, and then they'll be coming the other way from the other direction. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, all the shots blend into the next shot. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, technically, they take a lot of shit. Yeah. But as far as, like, visual, like, appeal of watching, like, left to right storytelling, mm-hmm. it's all there. Like, it moves very fluid. Like, the, the motion, the action, everything happens in a very fluid way. Yeah. Some stuff is insane, and some stuff gets all thrown around to where you're like, well, we're in a Hercules now, and the door's opening up, and we're 10,000 feet up, and Vin Diesel's gonna land on a crate and not die. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching that scene... You're never wondering of the direction of the action. No. You're always watching it flow in a in a yeah. in a way that's It'll, appealing. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. You're on, and you know, you always know where the track is going. Mm-hmm. I find that really like that's that's really appealing to me. Well, that's good. No, that's that's great. Like, whereas I, Michael Bay throws two Transformers down a hill. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, I was watching that Hobbs and Shaw that yeah. the one with the Rock and Statham. Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah, I was watching it at uh, at Best Buy, and they were just showing it on the TVs. Yeah. I was like. I'm like that's the best take they could they got when they were fighting and stuff like that. I'm like you could tell the person he's not hitting that guy. <laughs> he's definitely not hitting that. Yeah, dude. they're not like like the Rock is like he's he doesn't like the Rock makes garbage movies. Yeah, man. he's like he his his movies are trash. The Rock makes junk food for the brain. Yeah. he makes movies for thirteen year old boys. Yeah, like he went like he went from like this like you know like uh, um, the rundown the rundown and like uh, standing okay. tall. Walking Doll. Walking, walking Doll, yeah, sorry. And then, like, but, like, Snitch. all the... Yeah, so his, his movies are, like, I understand he's probably locked into contracts to make certain, like, this many, this many movies for this particular studio. I think he's got a trash clause in his yeah, contract. Yeah, exactly. But, so they, <laughs> and, they make, and he makes tons of money off these things, right? Oh, for sure. But uh, that Hobbs and Shaw movie, I was watching, and I'm like, this is, this is borderline unwatchable. I'll still watch it. Yeah, I went home and took a shower after I saw it. Yeah, did like, it clean? Yeah, did it clean. <laughs> a silkwood shower? Yeah, I was gross. I was like, you guys are... Like you know, obviously, and like obviously, I would love to do what he does, but mm-hmm. like uh, same time is like uh, when you, when I was watching it is like the the, kid, the writing is terrible. Obviously, it's terrible. Like I, even like why doesn't he go to the guys like yeah, no one? We should not talk like this. I want uh, I want better lines. Yeah, <laughs> I want better lines because right now I sound like a buffoon. Yeah, I sound like a monosyllabic buffoon. Yeah, even the comedy when they're talking at the same time and they're like, hey, what him? Uh, me? F this? Whatever. They're talking at the same time. They're while they're asking a question, and I was like. This is so stupid. I'm like, this is dumb. 
And I will defend it to the dead. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. hey. I'm, 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 I'm kind of glad that we're, all, we're on the opposite end of this. Thing. I do. I, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. the idea that we've got two different worlds that we're, that we're really like uh, ensconced in. Yeah. That we're really like a part of. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, for me, Once though, you're in, you're ensconced. You're ensconced. Just like, ju- just like a Costanza. Costanza. <laughs> ensconced in velvet. I, I just, for me, I just like the idea. Like I said, I, I can watch Akira, but I can also, also watch like Animaniacs or, yeah, absolutely. or some, some really out there wacky shit. Yeah. Just because a part of my brain just says, we're going to tune out. Mm-hmm. We're going to tune out and we'll just watch two gigantic human beings, Kung Fu, fake Kung Fu fight each other. And just, just beat each other's faces in yeah because like, you could you can look exactly because you could look at certain like movies or like uh cartoons mm-hmm. anime books graphic novels comic books whatever it is right um i think you could take a step back and be like you know which one is going to be like uh is going to have more influence on people right yeah and like which one's going to test stand the test of time mm-hmm. and so like some movies that where you watch it they're legendary and they're like wow i can, I can keep watching it over and over again right some yeah. books i understand that there's, there's movies out there like fast and furious like you know what these are just like you know it's, it's two hours of my life i can just enjoy myself and turn my that's brain that's right off. man that's exactly that's it. exactly it. and yeah they'll stand the test of time yeah, those, yeah but they those, totally will yeah they will like yeah. those, those movies are really remembered for one specific thing right exactly with, yeah so they're, they're their own specific thing right mm-hmm. whereas like um that's true with anything but yep. like uh History will, will look favor- less favorably on Fast and the Furious just for just being like a complete and utter like just. Well, it's not going to add anything to your intelligence. None. It's not going to add anything to your like uh, technical filmmaking. No. Like when when you watch it as somebody who wants to learn about technical. Yeah, filmmaking. They, they won't show that in film school. They will not. No. Well, I, they might show it as what not to do. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they might show. Yeah. It see, like, how, so. see how this, this is not how, this is how you unsell a punch so, like that. Yeah. So this is watch how you. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you uh, deliver the worst dialogue, written. About family reunions yeah. ever. This is how you don't bring a girlfriend back from the dead. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that. But at the same time, like in, in a certain way, like that kind of junk food always sticks around. Like mm-hmm. there, there's going to be room for like, um, what was that one that I say? It's not a great movie, but I still watch it whenever it's on. That's uh, uh, Crazy Larry, Dirty Mary, Peter Fonda. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. race car movie, the train track thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's it's kind of a garbage movie. It's a, no, it's a terrible movie. I mean, he uses but, the line, I will braid your tits, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I have used numerous times. But the, but the way that movie is shot. Beautifully shot. It's beautifully shot. Beautifully shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a reminder to do some stuff later. Yeah, um, yeah beautifully shot. Yeah. But like at the same time, like it's kind of a junk foodie movie. It is a total junk food movie. Like I can't remember any other line from that movie aside from that. Yeah. I, or I, the premise. Yeah, I like the, I like the way it's shot because the way the, the time period that it was shot in. Oh, yeah. I miss those kind of movies. Yeah, yeah. it was, man, that oversaturated, yeah. like out in the desert. Out in the or, desert. Not the desert, sorry. Out in the, like the, the woods, just running away from cops. It's like, yeah, like it's, smoking the bandit, yeah, but dirty. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. Yeah. Smoking the bandit. Because like, because they, they, they do these they do these wide shots mm-hmm. and you you get to see so much where it's like because like now movies now are just all about like shooting oh, on so tight. characters well because you can't show them because they don't know how to do anything yeah they don't like and you they, can't show Brad Pitt like actually driving a car mm. well maybe you can but like at the same time like you really can't show these big time actors driving cars around no you can't a lot of them can't do those stunts yeah like, outside of what Tom Cruise yeah even like a, in a Conan the Barbarian like the uh, remember the scene where like they could see the they're they're showing someone in the in the uh, in the in the foreground, they see in the back. You can see all the way in the distance. See that the army coming from those distance. Do. Yeah, like they don't. They don't. They Remarkable. don't. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, when you see how do you, some how, shots how do you, how do you know how do you know when to do that? Yeah, like I mean, wh- wh- at what point are you, are you thinking in that uh, the storyboard phase? Right, mm-hmm. it's got to be. It has to be then for if you're a good filmmaker. It's when you're storyboarding and thinking about how you're going to block the shot and all that in your head. You're you're thinking about okay, well, I need an epic moment here. We're going to have 
Conan and Subutai here. We're going to have Thulsa Doom's guys coming here. Yeah. He's going to be telling his buddy about what's going to happen, and then he'll go and pray, and then they're going to watch the riders come on, and it's going to be all the stuff he's thinking about, and then that scene happens. Yeah. Or especially, like, one of the, one of the, the moments in that, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, is when he nails, uh, was it Rexor? Rexor, yeah. When he drops him. I think that's Rexor at the end, right? It is Rexor at the end. Yeah, when, yeah. He, when he drops him with the, with the axe. Man, that shot is incredible. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, you can't just show up and shoot that. No, you have to. No, I'm there's sure. weeks of like planning into that shot. Yeah, right? there, I bet you anything. There's uh, yeah, they must have storyboarded it because even like uh, with uh, John Milius, goddamn John Milius. <laughs> yeah, even with uh, um, with Mad Max Fury Road, that mm-hmm. that entire movie was storyboarded. Oh yeah, man, the I, entire thing. That in well, I mean, now all, I think all movies are are entirely storyboarded, but that one, like every moment was yeah. planned. Yeah. Like every single thing, I don't. I don't think at any point they showed up on set and they're like, you know what, it's uh, raining today. Let's try this instead. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't think you can do with that. Someone dies. Yeah. If you decide to change up what you're going to do halfway through, that dude playing guitar at the flamethrower, he accidentally burned someone's face off. Oh yeah, and the storyboards. I took a look. I was watching because I was watching behind the scenes of mm-hmm. like how they made that movie. And uh, yeah, they're showing all the story. They said like they looked at the wall and the, some of the production offices. Mm-hmm. There was you can see the the color of the paint on the wall. There were just storyboards everywhere, all over, all yeah. over. And they said if you have to change something, if like the shot's going to be like this, you take those off and you put the new storyboards on there. Yeah, before cr- you even think about yeah. like getting out of that room. Yeah, even like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Prometheus, uh, yeah. Alien Covenant, like those movies. Like if you look at the storyboards, they're beautiful. They're works of art. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that's just it, right? I mean when you look at a movie like say um, like Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. the first one, I think a lot of that happens on the fly on the fly i think i mean you might have like the entire thing planned out Mm -hmm. and you know what you're going to do every single day but there are a lot of a lot of moments in that where somebody's walking around with a steady cam Mm -hmm. and they're just shooting as they go and like let's try it from this side do this and that and let's just see how it goes Mm -hmm. and that gets used yeah i think a lot of movies like that 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 can happen Mm -hmm. but yeah when you're dealing with prometheus or blade runner where it's just every every scene is a photograph yeah. that could win an award. Oh yeah, because it's all based on like who's uh, who's directing it too, right? Because mm-hmm. like like Ridley Scott, Roger Deakins, uh, um, those guys are like are very particular on like how their movie's supposed to look. But uh, yeah. by, the, by the same regard, like um, if you've got Richard Donner directing um, Lethal Weapon, he's gonna be looser. But he's, he's gonna be Superman, much looser. Yeah, you're it's gonna right. Be very tight. So he'll be like, uh, guys, I want this. I want the authenticity to like really like sell this. Uh, this buddy cop relationship yeah. right like what would you what would you realistically say in this situation yeah. like you can try different things yeah so like try different things and see if it works yeah. and like it comes off as genuine mm-hmm. so like sometimes when you're when i watch that movie i'm like that doesn't sound like a script that just sounds like the like the, the, the like that sounds like the, two the, buddies yeah it's two buddies but like okay i understand what you're supposed to say yeah so the vibe is there but no the, but i mean like the actors but the actors, two buddies. yeah but the, but the actors talk like they're just two buddies yeah so i think i think that in that sense like they understand like hey, i know i'm gonna say something like this but i must do it my own way like i bet you that yeah. line about like it's thin it's thin raj yeah it's, it's thin rigs it's anorexic yeah. Like, yeah. i don't think that came out in a script like no. I, I think i just popped out yeah because yeah because how do you how does a writer like know how to write that kind of yeah. stuff yeah i mean like they're they're well shane black is shane black shane black Shane Black is hit and miss. He's hit and miss, but man, like, I mean, he's more hit than miss. Like, when it comes to dialogue, that dude is way more hit oh, than miss. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, he's, he's the kind of guy who probably would have certain things written in the script. But at the same time, you're you're able to be looser in that. But the same director can be tighter yeah. or will have to be tighter for he, a bigger movie like Superman. Yeah, like, so, uh, like, Shane, like, just to just to end off on Shane Black's note is that he's, uh, when I say hit and miss, is that his last miss is as, I'm just like it's about as miss as you can get it's like like F this guy man <laughs> it's about as miss as you can get yeah uh, Predators uh, Predators 
The Predator. The Predator, yeah. The Predator. Yeah. But what was the one with the before that? The one with um That was uh, Adrian Brody. Predators. That was Predators. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Nope. Didn't hate that movie at all. Lawrence Fishburne's in that too, I believe. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne plays a crazy guy who wants to be a Predator. Yeah, and then uh Predator Two, Unreal. Incredible movie. And then yeah, then that, what can you say about number number one? So Yeah, amazing. Uh hey, speaking of Superman. Uh, John Peters and Pamela Anderson got married and then promptly divorced. Yep. He's like, I don't mind. He said, what did he say? He's like, I can't imagine myself married to this woman for very long. I can't imagine somebody married John Peters again. Yeah. Like, that dude is kooky he, as fuck. Yeah, he's fucking old too. That is a guy who was a uh, a hairdresser for Barbara Streisand, hooked up with Barbara Streisand, because uh, maybe she liked his skills with the scissors, and then he becomes a producer for like one movie and then gets himself into a studio yeah he gets into warner brothers like a alabama tick mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he gets in there deep and then just like fucks up a series of movies yeah just becomes like a a cancer up to the point where christopher nolan has to say like i don't want him near my movies what did what, what did he uh what did, what was he what was he producer on a superman batman yeah. superman 2 superman 3 yeah Superman lives when he tried to get Kevin Smith to write about the spider, the giant spider. Yeah. And then he put the giant spider in Wild Wild West. And then he influenced the giant spider into Man of Steel, the dubstep machine. Yeah. That's a giant spider. Uh, he finally got his giant spider in a movie. He must but, have, he must have been on something. Oh, I think he's on John Peters. I think John Peters yeah. is on John Peters. And yeah. then Christopher Nolan um knew all about that. So when he was doing Dark uh Batman Begins, he had something, I think, like with the studios, like I don't want him near my movie. Mm-hmm. Don't let him near my movie. Yeah. And that's why he gets like an executive producer credit. Yeah. But he's not a producer at all. Like he had mm-hmm. no hands on to that. Yeah. No, man, like John Peters. And then he marries Pamela Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Oh, two kooks got together. Christopher Nolan's wife, Emma Thompson, she, she does the, she's executive she producer. She does everything. Yeah. Yeah. She does everything, man. She's yeah. a, she's a legend. Now yeah. that's your Kathleen Kennedy that you want to be running a studio. Yeah. Get, get his wife to run all that crap. Yeah. She's but well, a, she she's a Warner Brothers though. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather stick to Warner Brothers. <laughs> I'd rather stick to Warner Brothers too. Yeah. Hey, so we uh, speaking of uh, Batman, we had uh, Josh Lucas talked about Christian Bale on American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, we all thought he was a terrible actor, mm-hmm. and he was way too over the top because yeah. nobody knew what it was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like his character in American Psycho, like just when he's talking to uh, what's his name, Angel Face there. Before he kills him with the axe? Yeah. What about the Huey Lewis? Man, like, he's so over the top. Jared Leto's character? Jared Leto, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leto? Leto? Jared Leto? Leto, Leto. Joker. I'll call him Leto It's, it's Leto, because there's an O after the T. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we already had the grammar thing. Yeah, we had the grammar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, I just don't get grammar. I'm, <laughs> I'm angry at grammar as it is. But yeah, I thought that was a great story, where yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, he just told me recently, after Ford versus Ferrari, that they all yeah. thought it was a horrible actor. I'd mm-hmm. never get anywhere in Hollywood. I would not. He explicitly told me I would not be Batman. He said you'll never be Batman. I said you won't either. You Paul fucker. Al- Paul Allen is that his name? Paul Allen. Yeah. Paul yeah. Allen. Yeah. Oh, I like when he breaks into his apartment after he kills him, and he's like, "Yeah." He goes, uh, I, would get, "I have a sense of I have a moment of panic." I realize his his, his apartment's much bigger than mine. <laughs> bigger than mine. He is. Ah, oh, what a what a marvelous character. Oh yeah, just complete. Like if you want to take materialism and ego to the max oh that, yeah that's that's christian bale's character it, it that's patrick bateman the most satirical look at those like boiler room wall street like hard brown noser motherfuckers oh yeah they're gonna get i've read the book i have not you should I read the book it's incredible i have it i'll lend it to you really it's, it's great man i would love tom to cruise read is in it in the in, book in the book 
because he lives in Patrick Bateman's as a character. Yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. a character. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a phenomenal book. That's wild, man. I would definitely give that a go. It, it explains his morning routine in much more detail. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, you have more space to write <laughs> about his morning routine. Yeah, you're a little American psycho. It's your morning routine. Well, I sometimes. You know what? I I have a. A massive laser printed American Psycho uh, poster. Well, now I'm a little bit more terrified. I have to, uh, I have to, I to frame it. Did we ever? Did I ever watch that jeans commercial with you? The American Psycho jeans commercial. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. like denim psycho or whatever denim it was. Psycho, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, they that the way he says Paul mm-hmm. in American Psycho and the way that guy says Paul are two different deliveries of that name that are so good. Oh yeah, yeah. Bateman's Bateman's delivery of the word. Paul, oh, yes, yeah. Paul, phenomenal. Hey, Paul, phenomenal. Yeah, that's, that's what he says. He's like, hey, Paul. Uh, what yeah. else did I have here? I had uh, Zach Cassian got seven games for that weird ass kick. Oh fuck! But Daniel Charo got like just a five thousand dollar fine for trying to like choke somebody with a stick. Fuck man! Like the, the throat breaker. <laughs> Fucking Cassian. Okay, like that guy's okay. He just came off a of suspension. Like I can understand like you're you're just trying to get your leg out or something like that, but you yeah. can't you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, like okay, here's the thing. It wasn't as bad as everybody's trying to like blow it up to be, but. You it's, can't do that. No, like, you can't just, do that. Yeah, exactly. Like first and foremost, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I that that should be like number one. You can't kick somebody with your skate foot. Yeah. Now, granted, the skate is not a razor blade. It's a flat piece of metal. It's very unlikely but to it, cut it, somebody. It's it's slit throats before. It has. Yeah. But uh, it's not going to cut his jersey. No, it won't. It won't break through his like his chest plate, all that stuff. But like having said that, yeah. Like you said. You can't do that. You can't do that. You will get suspended for and you doing just, that. Yeah, you, you just got suspended. You just got suspended. Actually, you know uh, what was I going to say? Um, I do love saying having said that. It's we, become the thing I've said a lot this week. Well, we just, it's, we just, it's, it's the, it's the uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld thing. Or like, it is. It's, a, it's like get, a, get, get a freebie. A, yeah, it's a freebie. You can get away from anything. You can say like uh, this piece. Of, uh, this is a piece of shit. Having said that. Having I, said I would, that. I would love to read it later. I would love to read it later. Yeah, there was. Yeah, because Cassian is just uh um, he should just. Pull, actually, I don't. I don't want to judge the guy. I'm not, I, I wasn't in that situation, but like, you should know. Like, okay, you know what? I just got suspended. Yes. I can't use my my skate as a weapon. Just pull it back or something, right? But like, but or, he's Doug Glatt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Zach Cassian is the closest thing I think the NHL has maybe ever had to a real Doug Glatt mm-hmm. outside of the guy who actually was Doug Glatt. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, he was never an NHL guy. Yeah. Zach Cassian. I mean, you look at him. The hand tattoos. <laughs> the way he looks. Like this is Doug Glatt. Yeah. There was actually on. Yesterday when they played the Bru- the Bruins, mm. there was thirty million dollars of salary le- uh, that was missing from the Edmonton Oilers ice. Oh God! On the ice, yeah. Man, with how many players? Like three, three or f- four or five, I think around there. God, that's yeah. gross. That's a lot. Yeah, that's and a lot and, of salary. and they still got a point yesterday against yeah. the, the Bruins. They they went to overtime. Overtime, with the Bruins. yeah. Like are the Bruins are number one right now, right? They're the number one team in the league. Man, that's phenomenal. Yeah, they, yeah, so they play their hearts out. They play their hearts out, man. And like, say what you will about how great. Like we all know how great uh, McDavid is. He's awesome. And him and and um, uh, German kid, Drysaddle. Drysaddle. Yeah. Thank you. Are great together. But man, Drysaddle has stepped it up. Yeah, I think maybe this is this is the same. Maybe this is something that the Oilers needed. I think so, right? I mean, for growth. For growth. Everybody kind of rags on Drysaddle sometimes for being that lazy style of play, where he's like going for the easy angles and, and all that. Yeah. Now he's. Uh, they're saying he could win the Hart Trophy this year. He could, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never bought into that. I think he's got a certain style of play. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call it lazy. I think he's he's a like his production is different. The way he thinks is different. Yeah. He he doesn't play the game 100 miles an hour. Yeah. He's like not doing it does. a certain way. Yeah. He's got a different style playing. But you can't like the proof is in the output. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah he's, they're saying that he could be like he and he's a league leader in points. Yeah. Second place, Connor McDavid. 
Yeah, right? I mean, they're always within that top three to four. Like, they're dancing around that yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, and, and he has a commanding lead. A commanding lead. Yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That's so, all. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Um, I was talking about the, the phone. We talked about phone cameras. I was, I was watching a review about phone cameras, because I was looking at Palm Phone, mm-hmm. the little tiny thing. Oh, that tiny little... Uh, Tricorder? Yeah, the little yeah. tricorder. Because yeah. I think that, that might be it. Because it's so it's so dirt cheap right now. Mm-hmm. So cheap. And on top of that, it's a little. I was trying to look at the camera, like uh, specs for it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And people are shitting all over the camera about, how, like, you know, for that kind of price and 12 megapixels, I expect this. I'm like, yeah, people are idiots. Like, what do you expect? It's a phone, not a camera. Like, if you wanted to have all these features and better low light and be incredible, just go buy a camera. No, but that's 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 entitled culture. Just that's entitled culture. That, that's like, that's like, have you, that's like, not knowing how to moderate your expectations. Exa- that's exactly it. Yeah. They do not know how to moderate their expectations. No, so they get these incredible phones where they can do incredible low light and do these great, uh, take great like night photos and all that, but they want more. Yeah. Because they're just like, they're entitled to more. Yeah. They buy, then, you know what? Buy a better phone then. Buy a better phone or go buy a fucking camera. Yeah. Like stop your complaint. Exactly. Uh, and then I was allowed to end off for me this week was, um, I was, I was, I do a lot of digital art. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of other comments on people's digital artwork just to see what people say about it. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing how more and more and more, because like iPads are more popular now for people to produce artwork. Mm-hmm. The question that gets asked a lot of artists that never gets answered anymore is, what brushes do you use? Like, what brushes? And in my head, my, my response always is, the, you know, natural talent mm-hmm. where you use your tools that you've got and get better what you do. So you understand what brushes you should be using. Yeah. Instead of asking somebody, hey, what brushes did you use to get that incredible piece of artwork you yeah. made? As if that's somehow going to make you better if you know what brush they trained on for the last year and a half yeah. to create this great work, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you ask a carpenter what hammer to use? Stanley? Because, you know, I, I use a... Yeah, I why, use like, yeah, how about this? Why don't you start from scratch and start learning? Yeah, just learn. Yeah. How about you just, like, grab the tool instead of asking somebody what brush they use, mm-hmm. just get better at it. Yeah, just uh, get better at the work. Yeah, just ask Bob Ross's son. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, that comes back to everything we talked about today, like health and fitness. Like, uh, you don't ask somebody what dumbbells they use. Yeah. You just go to the gym and get better yeah. and learn. And eventually exactly. The other ones made out of metal. Yeah. yeah. The ones the handle? Yeah. Made out of metal? Yeah. I don't use the, I don't use the sandbag ones anymore. <laughs> I don't use those anymore. I don't throw sandbags anymore. Yeah. <laughs> flip tires. <laughs> flip tires. <laughs> I flip tires. Yeah. And it, actually, uh, also, uh, on the last note is that I saw the, the guy who's uh, the best... Um, most powerful hands, the face slapper. Remember that? that oh, sport? the Russian slap thing. Yeah. This, oh, that's phenomenal. There was uh, this one guy. They showed him, and his friend was holding up a watermelon, a full-size watermelon. Dear God. And he slapped it, and the thing exploded. Oh. He God, took one he one swing and faces. He, and then he was. Then they showed him. He was uh, facing off against this this guy who was like my size, and uh, but just I like, had a cut jaw. Um, oh. Uh, Lord. And so he hit this. He hit that that bigger guy, the guy who destroyed the watermelon. And the guy was just like, uh, he hit him, and the guy just like, okay, that's, he's like, good hit. Shook his hand. He's like, good hit. It's good. And he's like, okay, now it's my turn, right? And the guy just, and then the guy who was my size just looked at him with this intense face, like just, he's like, he knows, he's like, okay, this is gonna be it's fucking coming. hard. And so he just looked at the guy, and the guy just like went like this, like tapped his face just to like just to aim properly. measures, where he measures it up, and you should see his hand. His hand was the size of his head. Oh God, that Andre the Giant holding a beer can. I'd say like three quarters the size of his head. Oh, and uh, like his whole head. Like, and this is a dude who just destroyed a watermelon. Yeah, it, it, from his jawline to the top of his head, three quarters of it was covered by his by his hand. And so then he wound up, and 
I'll show you the video afterwards. He just wound up and hit this guy so hard. Honestly, it looked like, and there was dust flying everywhere. <laughs> that it, wasn't dust. It was his soul. Yeah, just yeah, just <laughs> yeah, and the guy just like collapsed. Ah, uh. he didn't. The thing is, he he still stead, he was still standing, but my god, but he was just like, what the fuck just hit me? Just concussions, just like I, uh, missing teeth, like everything. Like those guys, like. Yep. I shared that with uh, with with our other group, the group of the guys, uh, the turtles. After I showed it to you, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And the first thing, well, Ghost had watched it a bunch of times. I think Dan had seen it, and Luke. Had, I think everybody had seen it. Also, oh, yeah, they just didn't know that you hadn't seen it, right? I had, I had not seen it. Okay, but I, Luke had the best reaction to it. He he doesn't like it because he's like, it's just people giving themselves concussions for no goddamn reason. Like that's all it is. Mm -hmm. Whereas to me, I think these are people in some pretty poor countries, and nothing else to do. Like it's just it garners a lot of attention. It too. does, right? Yeah. So it's a way for them to like generate some income. Yeah. Become superstars at some sort of a sport. Yeah. Like some of the yeah the hits but on those. He's not are, wrong. No, no, not at all. The uh, but that's true with anything. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, like if you're going to partake in a sport, there's going to be chances of like you know, like boxing, right? Boxing, there's concussions. Like football, there's concussions. Oh, there's there's risk of severe injury in all of it. Exactly. I think the 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 beef that he had is that it's primarily it's primarily that a yeah. headshot. Right? That's exactly I mean, it's it. like in yeah. boxing. I, I totally agree with him. You can move around and not get hit. Yeah. Like you can try your best not to. Now, very likely, your career is going to end with yeah. Parkinson's. On that, on that point, I I totally agree. Yeah. But that's. Uh, that is the risk you take. So, like, it's it's only it's not for the week. What else are you gonna do in Kazakhstan? I don't know. Watch Borat reruns. I, don't know. I guess so, right? <laughs> yeah, he didn't like the Uzbeks, wasn't it? He yeah. was Kazakhstani. Yeah, and he didn't like the Uzbeks. <laughs> yeah, well, he's still Fuck married. You, Uzbek. Still married to his sister. So. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> At backside attack. At save. Um, I think that was the uh, the music playing for a while now. Sounds good. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, we are back on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Uh, on iTunes, we are barely safe for Apple or barely safe. But if you go to bsfwpodcast.com We'll have a link there for you. Yeah. Probably the best way to get your hands on it. Yep. Um, but we are back on Apple, which is um, pretty fun because we have not been on there for a while. Also on YouTube, uh, 100%. Mm -hmm. I, I know last time we said we're not going to say that anymore. Yeah. But we'll keep saying it. Mm -hmm. So check us out on YouTube, on Google Play Podcast. They've got their own app now. Yeah. Apple's got their own thing because I don't think iTunes exists anymore. But I think you can still go to iTunes. I don't it's know how that works. It's Apple that. Music, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. But we're on there. I think we're yeah. also on the actual dedicated Apple Podcast app. Yeah. And Stitcher. So if you go Stitcher, BSFW yeah. podcast Yay. on Stitcher. Yay, indeed. Yay, indeed. You can find us on Stitcher. Yeah. And you can, uh, well, there's nowhere to not find us anymore. We're everywhere. We're pretty much everywhere. We're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and, so um, tune even in. Even if you don't listen to the whole thing, just turn it on and let it run because it makes us look like we're doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's, yeah, if there's, if there's a point where you're just like, oh, I'm not really, that's whatever, we're going to come around to something that you're interested in. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, we've got over 150 something episodes now. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the back catalog and, and listen to that. Yeah. But that would be on BSFW podcast. Yes. On uh, on everything else except for Apple. Yeah. <laughs> but it's on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And so Stitcher, you, yeah. you have no excuse to enjoy the bullshit that we spew. Yeah. Because you should enjoy the bullshit we spew. Because exactly. it's like hanging out with your friends. It is. Uh, that's my spiel. Uh, I have nothing else to add. So peace out.